0: hello 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 it is me it is me your true Hill phenom sp3 back once again with an exclusive interview for true hills btr between the ropes or should i say between the raps or between the bars because we got with us recording artist motivator podcaster extraordinaire Montesi thank you so much for your time good brother
1: hey man I am blessed to be here sp3 I'm feeling good life is good I am I'm well rested as we spoke about before this came on uh, I am I am feeling very well man I'm blessed um I'm, I'm happy to be here bro and I'm glad to come on your platform brother and have and give you the best interview I could possibly give you man I'm feeling good man
0: yes I have a, I have a lot to live up to because I've been doing my research and seeing that you you have a a a plethora of great interviews over on the Swerve City Podcast you and Swerve Strickland doing your thing over there so we're going to put that in the description below if anybody wants to check that out it's a great YouTube channel with some awesome interviews with Kenny Omega, Tony Khan Chris Jericho among others of course if you're watching this for the first time remember to drop the thumbs up on the video share with your friends and subscribe if you are new to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel but Montez, we got you here because you got a big week uh this week as you're gonna have your new single drop in prices went up with a with a great cast with you with swerve you got frank k aka top dollar b fab on the track as well so tell us a little bit about this track how it came together and how you were able to get so many you know great artists on this track with you
1: Yes. Yeah, so, first of all, thank you, man. Thank you for the for the love and the shout out, man. I truly appreciate that. I um, you know, this, this song, man, is is just another part of my catalog for for my Erica Sun Two project dropping this summer. Um, I've been working on this album for about two years, and normally I don't hold on the content like that; I like to put it out. But uh, you know, this time I had to take my time. I really wanted it to speak on the biography of my life. But this record came about. Uh, I originally had the record and I was, I was just myself on it. And I was like, you know what? Uh, you know, old hip hop songs back in the days where it was like a bunch of people on the record. It was like a posse yeah. record. A lot of people was on it. I said, you know, let me get a, a all-star lineup. So first I was with Swerve. I'm like, hey man, I'm going to send this to you. And he wrote his part. Uh, my man, John Connor, one of the one of the greatest rappers to do it from from Detroit. Obviously, if you guys haven't, check out me and John's wrestled album called War on all the distributed platforms right now. So he's like, yeah, man, we're already in creative mode, so he's already on it. And then my man, obviously, Rich Lada. You know, Rich Lada, uh, one of the dopest uh, rapper, producers, and wrestler fans as well. Make sure you check out his podcast as well that he does. That's the the brother producer of the team. He's been with me and Swerve for three years, three, four years now. And then I already knew um me and Top Dollar and B-Fab were already cool. So I was like, hey, you guys want to get on this? And I was like, yeah, send it to us. So they sent me their parts, and the official, you know, official music video and single will be out March 6th. So I am... I am so excited about this, man, to be able to form Voltron with my friends, and all of us came, you know, all of us killed the record, man. I am I am so excited for you guys to hear it, and a lot of people are excited. I've gotten a lot of DMs, and, and people are ready for it, so I was going to drop it the 4th before Revolution, but I said, you know let me do it the day after, let me do it the day after, so it uh, has that direct impact, and the day after the show, you guys can get some new music.
0: So like, I like to ask, you know, when I have wrestlers on here, you know, how they put together their, their matches or how they put together their character. It's very interesting to me to learn, like how you put together a song. Like in my college days, I had a lot of friends that, you know, would make beats and then they would have, you know, a couple of their friends who would, you know, write their, their lyrics to the track. How do you kind of like, what's your process of putting together a song like this? You know, you said, you know, you sent the track over the swerve and stuff, but how did the process start from just you with coming up with the beat and coming up with your part to this song?
1: Right. Uh, Normally what I do, man, a lot of what I do is my creative process is really different. Somebody, some people have to go to the studio to do it. Some people, I've I've been doing this almost two decades, so I kind of have a system on how I do it. Normally, I'll be playing PlayStation, bro, or riding my bike, one of the two. That's normally how it goes and it'll kind of come to me. You know what I mean? It'll kind of come to me. I'll be listening to music. Sometimes instrumentals will come on on YouTube or I'll just go and search for a certain sound. And this particular record, this particular beat came on and I was just I will just in there playing maybe Hitman or something on PS5 or the one of those games, Madden or something. And just started coming to me, started ideas that started coming to me. And I, uh, this is before I actually had the concept of what it wanted to be a posse record. And I was like, then you know, words start coming to me. And normally I either write it on my phone or sometimes I do it off memory. It just kinda depends on how I'm feeling. And the idea started coming and I was like, you know what? This is this is this is fire. This is gonna be dope. Sitting there with the concept of just kind of playing video games, thinking. Stuff always pops in my head. The concept, what I want to talk about. That's normally what I do. I have to be on chill time. Or if I do go to the studio I'll sit there and I already have the concept. I might not have everything 100% written, but I'll have the concept of how I want to do it. So when this started when this started to happen, I was like, oh, okay. This, something's coming to me. Normally, that's how it is. every my whole creative process. It is very random, but I kind of have a, a system on how I do it.
0: Yeah, I love when the, you know you get a good idea that just comes to you randomly. You're playing a video game, playing with the, you know, doing stuff with the family, and it just comes to your head like that. And I love the concept of like a posse record. Like, immediately when you said that, I thought of like Wu Tang and you know groups like that. And like you said, you've been doing this music thing for two decades now. And another thing that I like to do with wrestlers is like who inspired you to get into, you know, music? Uh like it was it like an artist or a song what do you remember like when you first started making music yourself
1: so my mentor rest in peace charmel durant he um produced uh bust rhymes put your Hands on my eyes can see and he made that he made a lot of songs for of pd pablo and a lot of pr bell biv DeVoe back in the 80s he did a lot of production so he he's a legend man shout out they yeah. recently passed away the guy who um, him and my granddad were the reason why I started making music and both of them are now uh, you know with with the lord so god bless them I just have to shout them out yeah. but um you know man I remember you know I don't want to date myself too bad but you know back in high school man I graduated high school in in 06 I started rapping in 04 I was a sophomore and that's back at the time when CDs were still around uh CDs and you could get like burnt CDs, burnt CDs yep. at your house. And I am not advertising pirated music people. That is not <laughs> what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that at the time it was available to get, you know, certain albums and stuff for free because I didn't have them I didn't have a job back then in high school. I was still working on my on my uh schoolwork. So I would burn CDs, listen to music, I have any mixtape, anybody who dropped anything, I had it. And I started studying. I was like, you know what, I think I could do this. And I was terrible at first. Oh, my God, I was horrible. I grabbed a spiral notebook, and this is the time when, you know, we, you know computers were out, but we were still on dial-up and stuff at that time. Yes, and you know do you know you young heads don't know about that being on dial up and stuff on AIM and AOL Messenger. So I used to battle rap people on there and, and and write my raps to instrumentals and oh my god I sounded so bad at first. I mean I had no structure, but now you know what you kept you. I wasn't part of the people from a musical family where you know your dad's a guitarist or your uncle was this. Nah, I just learned myself. And, and you know, I was always But I also grew up around a lot of different music as well It wasn't just hip-hop I grew up around rock, Dave Matthews band Red Hot Chili Peppers, a lot of soul um, Incubus, a lot of soul With Bobby Womack and Aretha Franklin And, and you know, Daft Punk on the techno side And, you know, Justin Timberlake R&B And, you know, the rock the boy band Instinct, Backstreet Boys You just never, you know, I grew up around a whole bunch of different music So it kind of helped my my range, and I knew the hip hop side of it is probably where I would be really good at. But I listen to a whole lot of music, man, and I would just get in the studio and I would just work, I would just practice and practice and practice. I would listen to other people's how they rapped and, and emulate their style and put my own words to it, and I was like, you know what, I could do this. So it just becomes muscle memory. It becomes muscle memory at that point. You keep doing it, you keep doing. It. I'm pretty sure, like with the, with a podcast or with you doing you. Kind of have a concept, but after a while, you kind of just go with the flow of conversation and it becomes muscle memory. You don't have to go through everything, I'm pretty sure, every question you have written down. Sometimes the the you learn that the guest will say something so good that you just kind of go with it. But that's muscle memory. That's knowing what you're doing. And I'm pretty sure you you do that as well. So, you know, that is my journey in music, man. I, I took it day by day. I was, I was 14 when I started recording in home studios had different mentors that taught me the game. I was very humble. And one quick story, I remember my mentor, Shamelo had me, I picked up the phone and I called him one day. And I rapped to this dude on the phone, like for like 15 minutes, I was rapping to beats over the phone. And that man looked at me and said, okay, what's next? He's like this. He's like, okay, you could do this, but can you write a song? I was like, my ego at 14, 15 was crushed. I thought I was the man, bro. He's like, nope. He's like, this is nice. He said, this is cool. You can uh, you can rap to me on the phone. We can sit here all day, but can you write a record? Learned. Uh, touche. <laughs> so after my ego was done being taken out the trash can, what I did was I just, I just kept working, man. Just kept working, brother. That's all. Kept working. And now we're almost two decades in.
0: Man, that's that's so great. You took me on a on a trip right there because we graduated the same year. I graduated in 06, and I think I was talking just the other day. I was like, "Uh, it was the anniversary of Get Rich or Die Trying." I was like, "Man, I remember playing that so many times during my freshman year of high school. Like, I would play the bricks on that, and then talking about the CDs. I remember I had my my CD book player with all the CDs where
1: you turned. Me and had too, the CD bro. On the
0: CD on the back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Me too, bro. I had the CD booklet, the anti-skip CD player, yep. man. The anti-skip CD player, man. And you would, you would have that CD, and you would try to have to find a way to bring it to school. Yep. Without messing up the CDs, and then everybody wonder what you're listening to. And oh my God, man, what a what a time, bro. What a what a stage, man. Get to that try, Still my favorite. Excuse me, I'm sorry. No, it's, it's no. still my um, my my album Fifty Cent, still my my favorite. Uh, like um, my fa- one of my favorite artists, probably number two. Him and Nas are like my two favorites. So, nice. you know, I love I love that project. I know I know Get Rich not trying to front the back, bro.
0: That that one is no skips. I was saying that during the anniversary. That was like no skips on that track. Ah, uh, you said your favorite artist is Nas. Favorite Nas album.
1: It's still his first one. It's still nomadic.
0: Yeah. It's still nomadic.
1: <laughs> like I have his whole catalog. All the King diseases. I have Godson. I have Nas. I have I Am. I have Nostradamus. I have all his albums. It was written. Uh my favorite though is still the first it was written is right there though like the next yeah. one is right there it's right there but uh my favorite is still phenomenally it'll be his first one bro that was absolutely incredible
0: i totally agree with you i was i, I my my second would be still because i i love i just love when he, how he came back with still but I, I do say ilmatic is number one for yeah, sure man
1: um Oh man, it's still Maddox. Not only not besides Ether, I mean, um, everybody wants to rule the world. Yeah. Um uh what's that other one? Oh my god. Um the intro was fire. The intro. Um, dude, you're the man. <laughs> you're the yeah. man. Oh my god, bro. Oh, amazing catalog, dude.
0: This, that's like where, where my music, I, that's where I was in love with music. Like I said, the CD, book players and all of that. But now you've kind of gone from, you know, doing, you know, tracks and, and you know, doing the music in a different front, but now you're doing like um, music for professional wrestlers. And I know a couple of the AEW stars have used your tracks. I loved your work on the uh, Who We Are AEW album. I-, I was I was actually earlier today uh, listening to Legend, the the Mark Henry story, and my my missus even who's not really a big hip hop fish. She was like, well, "Who's that? Who's that? Play that again." So like, how is it kind of the transition from just doing you know records on an album to making a song for a professional wrestler like Legend or like some of the tracks that actual, you know, the roster on AEW use in week to week.
1: You know, man, it has been a phenomenal journey, man. I started making wrestling music February twenty eighth, twenty fourteen, and that was yesterday. I just passed my nine year anniversary in wrestling music. It's been nine years and I started Back then, so next year be ten years. I gotta do something for my ten year anniversary. I don't know what yeah. I'm to do, but I gotta celebrate that man. I, I'm, it's ten years I've been here, bro. So first, I'm still glad to be here because you know uh, people people can get tired of you, and I'm still around. I'm still building. It has been. I've done over three hundred theme songs in my career, uh, all over the Independence, all over the Independence for all these years. The Swerve a Moose. I mean, so Brian Cage. I mean, you name it, man. I've done it over these these ten years, and I'm so glad to be here to do that AEW album. there for Mikey Ruckus to give me create, uh, complete creative control on those three songs, uh, the one with Jade, the one with Nyla, and the one with um, the one you mentioned with Mark Henry, which is a bare amazing record, man. I am so glad and honored to one be a part of that project for mikey to give up-and-coming artists or underground artists who might not have the 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 biggest names but are in the wrestling culture a great opportunity and that was a whole lot of fun doing the showcase last year with Josiah doing the revolution showcase last year doing that live show and to be on that stage and that was amazing man i am more than happy and blessed and thank you for listening to it brother thank you for shouting it out and you know obviously i did um sammy Guevara's music take flight that is that is me when big swole was there i did her music for when she came out and you know what man i'm looking forward to continuing the work man continuing the work man there is so much more in the cards for it so uh like as me like i said me and john connor just came out every time i do a podcast i like to give an exclusive to to the audience for people you know for people i, I am now I'm about to drop a a song called um, Starcade '83, which talks about the whole pay-per-view of Starcade. I've had this song in the tank for years. I just never put it out. So I shot the video recently, man. and I'm going to put it out for the fans. And uh, I make sure if if you want to, you get the exclusive. So you get the debut it first, so you get to debut it on your platform first if you mm-hmm. would like to. And and uh, yeah, man. So that is my journey in this, bro. I've traveled the world, all over the states, performing wrestling songs all over the indies. And, dude, I'm just blessed to be here, bro, especially after all this time.
0: And it's a good it's a good year to come out with that Starcade '83 track because we're going on 40 years since that event, and like I, that makes me feel old. Because when I was a kid, I remember my dad when he when I first got into wrestling, he was like, now you gotta watch this match. You gotta watch Ric Flair and, and Harley Race. Uh, that's that's the wrestling I like." So <laughs> you have a, a great year to come out with this track. And as far as like working with the wrestlers for their track, like you said, you did uh Sammy Kavaris track, which is one of the best. In on the AEW roster, take flight. Do you have to like talk to the wrestler as far as like what kind of sound they like, or do you like come to them with a track and be like, I think this works for you? How does the process work
1: with that? Well, a lot of times, man, I build I build a relationship with a lot of the guys, or even if I don't. What I normally do, my process has been over these ten years, where well, I feel old. Is I, um, you know, a lot of times I just ask them. I say, Hey, man, what do you? What do you like? What do you you know? What's your what's your concept? What do you want me to talk about? And I've built such a resume that they trust me now. You know what I mean? I don't send them the beat before. A lot of times, I just most of the time, I just wing it. I just go from spirit. I'll kind of look at them. I look at their matches. I look at how they're dressed. I say, okay, he might like something more upbeat, or he might like something like sounds like from the south, or he might like something more west coast. Just depending on just looking at them. It's kind of, see, I watch one or two matches and I kind of just get it. Or I just look on Instagram and look at what they do. And a lot of times I'll, I'll have it. And I just go with instinct. So, you know, that's the great thing about it, man, is being able to is being able to just kind of go off instinct. And I just ask them, hey, man, what do you want? Do you want me to mention anything you want me to mention? Your, your signature moves, your gimmick, anything? Like that? He's like, no, I just say my name and then just say some things about it. I'll say, okay, cool. So a lot of times it's really easy. I've built my own system. And how I do it. You know, I don't, at first I remember I was writing these songs and I would like write them like full tracks back in the day, three verses. And then I was like, my homie was like, why are you doing that? They're only going to take a minute and a half to get down to the ring. And I'm like, you're right. So, so I, uh, you know, I, I shortened the process on how I do it, but now it sounds more arena ready. And I started doing it over the years. And I started making music for people at Defy, MCW, Evolve, you know, you name it, man. I I, I I co-wrote some stuff behind the scenes for WWE. I've done AEW. I've done Impact. I've touched every single promote. There's not one promotion where I haven't done some work for. So it's amazing to, to still be here with that process. But the process has always been really easy. I just kind of had to create my own way of doing it.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you you kind of got it down back, and like you said, with with what I do, I, I remember the days when I would have an interview and I had to put like a fifteen or sixteen questions on a on a, on a on a piece of paper and go through everyone and check them off. And now it's just and now it's, I'm at the point where I just have a conversation and you learn how to listen to people and dictate where the conversation goes. But you know, you mentioned before your relationship with Swerve, uh, Strickland, and you know that. Is a person that's a prominent name in the wrestling business. How did you guys like meet and create a friendship together that has kind of parlayed into what you do now with the, the Swerve City podcast?
1: Yeah, man. Honestly, you know, we met and we met in 2015 um, at a show on MCW Independent Show. I uh, performing a theme song for another wrestler, and he was in the match, and we met briefly back there. And we had a little bit of a conversation, and my manager at the time, who was the biggest Swerve fan, was was actually next to him. We were selling merch next to him. That was 2015. I don't know what I'm selling merch for. Nobody even knew who I was. Actually, two people bought a shirt, too, even though they didn't know who I was. Shout out to them. But uh, Swerve's merch was next to me, and we ended up having a conversation real quick, talking. And my manager's going to be like, that's the dude you're going to end up working with, bro. And I didn't believe him. I was like, at the time, it was another wrestler I was working with and just other people. I was like, it's him? I was like, nah. He, my manager was like, this is going to be the guy you're up working with. Trust me. Lo and behold, that man spoke that into existence. Two years later, I book him for an interview on my personal podcast. At the time, it was called the Themes on King podcast. And we end up, he ended up coming. We ended up having a conversation. And... During the interview. So, like speaking of the interview, so you know how you just spoke about having 15, 16 questions. So I had this, I had this paper in my hand. They were all wrestling questions. Before we started recording, he saw me do this, swear, saw me do this. I took the paper, I crumbled it, and I threw it off. I threw it out. <laughs> I said, I'm he I am not going to have this type of conversation with this man. And we talked rap and music for it's like we talk rap music and 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 just success in life and the interview still uh, the interviews still out there too it' was crazy cause it was the first thing we did together and it was actually years ago that this happened it was years ago and after the interview he says, hey man he calls me and he says, hey man do you want to say man I want you to make my theme song and and I was like okay bro dope and then he asked me to do the podcast. He's like, can you come to Orlando to do the podcast? i say, you know what? I'll get there any way that I can, brother. But let's do it. So since 2017, we've been rolling, bro. We've been rolling. I told him, hey, man, you never got to worry about me not being there. If I can be there, I will I will do everything in my power to be there. And I'm loyal to you, brother. And we stay loyal to each other. I appreciate the opportunity. I know this could change my life. And f- five, six years later, or 2017, 2023, we're still here, bro. We're still here. And, you know, that's my best friend. That's my brother. Love him like cook food, man. And he's changed my life and I've I've helped influence his. And obviously he's creating great music now. He's doing his thing with his own career. So, you know what I mean? I'm glad to have been there for him. And he's been there for me with my media and changed my whole life in media, bro.
0: Yeah, and you know, so much success to this River City podcast. One of the one of my favorites to kind of listen to because you guys go about your, you know, speaking to whoever you, you have on the show or just speaking to each other. It's just, it sounds like it's like me and my friends chatting a lot of times. That's why I enjoy it. And even if you're, you know, just meeting the person you're interviewing, you kind of get them into the flow and they get into the conversation like they're a friend of yours as well. And you've kind of gone through so many, you know, peaks and highs of success with this Swerve City podcast, including being on the WWE Network, how was that kind of, how did that opportunity come to you? And then what, what did you, what was your kind of your thought process as far as like when it was kind of had to be taking off the WWE Network when they made the transition?
1: Well, you know, the great thing about what uh, Swerve's vision for the podcast and what he had was, you know, he always wanted to take it. To a next level, we always have a plan of taking this to the, a bigger level, and by sustaining it, because consistency is the main key to all this. You know, it's going to go through, like you said, peaks and valleys. And what you have to understand about life and success and all things, according to, is that how can you remain? How can you remain around during the valleys? Yeah. How can you? One to one. eventually you're not going to be the new toy. I call it the Woody and Buzz Lightyear concept. Eventually, there's a Buzz Lightyear every year that comes in the room, and it just he gets to do something different than what Woody is. You know what I mean? And yeah. you have to understand that eventually you're going to be Woody in any situation if you do it long enough. And there's going to be a Buzz Lightyear around all the time. And you have to understand that concept of being able to work. And that's the thing with the podcast. We went to the WWE Network. They hit us up They were interested in the podcast. We were already making noise when he was with the WWE. They wonderfully offered us an opportunity to come on the network. Um, And we did it, man. We did it. We had guests every week. We had a, a great concept of what we were doing. We had a flow. And we can say that we actually was on the network together. That's something that I can sit back and say, you know what, man? I was on the WWE network, bro. Like, dreams have come true. We we had great content at that time with people who were on a lot of people was watching the show. Just to be able to turn on the WWE network and see yourself, dude. You just be like, wow, we really did it. And it was a great concept. And we had some great episodes, some great content during that time. I wish we could I wish we could drop on YouTube those episodes. It was, it was an amazing, amazing season. And then when, you know, circumstances happened and we had to take the podcast, we just started moving, kept moving. Like, hey we ain't gonna stop you know what i mean we're back on youtube i'm gonna keep going then my bro ended up getting signed at aew i ended up getting aew um, contracts for music and we kept going so now we're here again we're here for our, our like sixth season we're continuing to push now we got the music we're putting out now um you know we have different things that were blogs different things that we're doing and the podcast is still going as you see we just recently had kenny we, you know, we've had, you know, Tony Khan. We've had Tony Storm. Now we've had a lot of AEW people on our show. And we just keep moving, bro. We have, we have a system on how we do it, and it doesn't stop, man. Consistency is the main key. Is to keep going. That's the only thing that's going to keep you around. And you know, once people, like I just said, once people recognize, they're comfortable being Woody in the room and just being that veteran that's been around. That Buzz light year feeling stays for about a year or two, dude. And yeah. then you have to rely on the work, bro. That's the only thing that's going to keep you around is doing the work and reinventing yourself. Reinventing yourself to learning when to switch things up to.
0: Yeah, I I definitely know all about that, and people that follow our channel know we went from kind of doing this podcast in, like, my friend's bedroom to now on StreamYard, being in different places, having different families. So definitely understand that type of, like, process. As far as, like, the guests that you have on, whether you were on the WWE Network or now on the Swerve City uh, podcast YouTube channel, what would you say is, like, the most fascinating Uh, person or interview that you did that, you know, you were probably expecting one thing and you kind of learned a totally different thing from the interview.
1: Oh. Who? Roderick Strong was very interesting. He was good. Me and him connected. Um, My man, my man, uh, Ludwig from the Imperium, a great guy. We actually remain friends to this day. Damien Priest, great interview. Learned learned a lot from him. Um Charlotte Flair was amazing. Learned a lot from her. Very humble, very, 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 very good interview. Um Samoa Joe, very laid back, very chill, very Laid back. I could say the most that I studied from and that I understand him because he kind of thinks in a, in a in a way where it's like very cerebral, but you understand why he is who he is is Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is always above in his thought process. He's always three steps ahead of everybody else. And I've, I love sitting there talking to him and just listening. And I'm like, there's the reason why this guy is the best. There's a reason. Like he's he really he really is amazing. And sitting back, not during the interview, but seeing how he does his music, his crews, his acting, he's he's the best, bro. Honestly, out of everybody, I've learned the most from Chris. Just being next to his energy, and absorbing who he is. You see why he is where he is, and he he's the best. And I I, I cater, I study that man. Just because he's always he's always around. He's always gonna find a way. Whether you like him, like him or not, the man has been relevant for decades. And you can't teach that. Can't teach it.
0: So as far as, like, getting, you know, these guests, I know Swerve kind of has the advantage of being in the locker room with a lot of the people that you speak to. Is there, like, any any times that you have kind of had to do the legwork as far as, like, getting a guest for the show, or is it just primarily kind of a mutual thing where, you know, Swerve gets some, you get some? How does that work out for you guys?
1: Yeah, that's normally how it works, especially I, I try to handle the people outside of wrestling, um. A lot of times, a lot of the guests that I end up getting, like uh, if you've seen like Donnell Jones, Music Soul Child, those are people that I um, normally handle because I reach out to people outside of the wrestling platform. And I try to get us branding people on the show that really can help us on on that side of things to get them on the show. So sometimes a lot of the people that you see outside of wrestling, a lot of times I try to handle. And sometimes he does too, but a lot of the wrestling people is the people that he know. So, you know, those direct relationships. He's able to bring them in. I am normally try to handle outside that we have Michael Cooper, uh, battle rapper, DNA on the show. Those people that I brought in, um, uh, John Connor, you know what I mean? Relationships that I built that I was able to get people. And Swerve has the wrestling thing unlocked. So a lot of times we 50-50, and man. And we have a positive competition where he tries to outdo me on who he can bring on the show. And I'm like, Nah, man, I want to bring so and so. We was just going back and forth. We go back and forth. It's positive. Just keep our keep our um keep our juices flowing and keeping that fun. You know what I mean? Keeping like I can get this person. I can get that. He's kicking my ass right now because a lot of these people outside of the outside of the platform, they're 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 different kind of people. Oh man, I'll do this and I'll, I'll do you know, they're they're kind of different. But people yeah. in wrestling, oh man, he he's got that. I, he knows them. I gotta I gotta go with the flow on that. But you know, I try to you know on the outside I try to reach out and get a bunch of people that can it helps to brand and build relationships outside of wrestling. So, you know, man, that's our process, bro, and we we have a lot of fun doing it, man. It's a lot of fun.
0: One of my favorites outside of wrestling that you got was uh, Lisa Ann. Was that you?
1: No, nah, that was Swerve. Ah, uh. let <laughs> me tell you something, brother. Let me tell you something, brother. I know why your favorite was Lisa. <laughs> I mean, I mean people brother, hey, I, I'm, hey, ha- I'm happily
0: taken now, but by my, 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 my good old days, listen, good days, old days, days brother. Listen,
1: listen good old days, and this. That's it, brother. That's <laughs> it. That's it. That's all I needed. Like that. That woo! I hear about that episode all the time from the fellas. Trust me. Yes. That was a swerve pull. But I tell you one thing, brother. Lord have mercy. Was that a great interview sitting next to that woman there? Good Lord. I found myself just looking at her sometimes like, yo, I do got to do an interview. Like, I was like, wow, this woman is gorgeous, yo. I was like, all right, man. All right. But then all the, all the all the content pops into your head, and you're just like, man, you know what, man? I just have to keep a professional here. She's very nice, very wonderful woman. Shout out to her. I know her, her birthday just passed. She's, she's yeah. the greatest of all time. And um, for many reasons. And, you know, shout out to her, man. Shout out to the queen.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yes, I yeah. could only imagine being right there and having the content <sighs> pop into your head oh, Dude, man. dude, I know, man I don't know if I could if I could do that interview. So I admire you for, for keeping keeping the focus now. You and- She walks she
1: walks in the room. She by herself. She's really cool. She one of the fellas. And it's just like, yo, where these women be at? It's like, yo, you don't find these women like this. It's like, she, she knows sports. She knows video games. She one of the homies. You're just like, you know what, man? She cool, man. Like, what's up, man? Like, you know, you don't find that. You don't find that very often. And she's she's dope, man. Gave us a two-hour interview, man. Amazing
0: love it love it man so you i know you're already in this interview you let us know you got prices went up dropping this week uh just that posse track you got the starcade 1983 track with john connor coming up as well so what other projects or anything that you want to let the people know here on this platform that you got in the waiting that they should be on the lookout for
1: Oh yeah, man! You know I continuously, continuously work, man. I'm going to when are you dropping this interview?
0: We're, we're dropping it the the week of uh, the week after a Revolution. So
1: okay, cool. So I got I got some special other theme songs for some other things I'm dropping later this month, man. I'll tell you off camera. Um, some great, some great stuff that I'm working on here, man. That is going to be a little bit different from wrestling, but they'll get it and they'll understand it. I am working on my project, Erica's Sun 2, is done. It has been promoted for the past two years. I am finally done. And it will have some amazing content. 15 tracks on the album. Swerve's on it. John Connor's on it. My man Anthony King's on it. Rich Lada. I mean, Rich Boy, Music Soul Child. Great, great guests. All-star cast has come to be on this project. My, my queen, Christian Warren. Great soul singer i'm i'm so happy at that project man um is dropping his project sometime in some but sometime we don't have a we we both don't have a definitive release date for our projects but i did some co-writing and executive producing on the whole project for him on that on his album uh, go, um, you know, we are, and, you know, we'll get another Swerve City album in there. We dropped three tapes, third Swerve City album, so we'll be back with it's time. We just, we have to build our brand separately to make it even bigger when we come back together. That's how it goes. Um, you know, and he's a star, man, so he should, he should have his time to, you know what I mean, enjoy his, his, his solo, his solo success. Um, you know, also too, I would like to announce, you know what I mean, the next season of TZ's Table's coming. Uh, got some great guests coming obviously I previously now Sean Porter I have some some great guests for this upcoming season I'm stocking up content now uh, I would also like to do you know what I'd like to do a all uh, I like to invite you to my uh, Teasers table show because I'm gonna do an all um all African American you know wrestling panel where I get like five five of the top guys and what they do in wrestling and have us all have a conversation. I interview all you guys together about your wrestling opinions, and I'd love for you to join that platform if you'd want to. I would love to. And, um, you know, uh, lastly, you know, I'd like to make this announcement too, is that me and my brother, who I recently introduced to the wrestling world, my brother Anthony King, are working on a wrestling EP together. So my brother Anthony King, who's doing the wrestling rap uh, AEW recaps, he is, uh, me and him are now in the studio working on a um, a, a new wrestling album together. So it's going to be dope, man. I like to do collab tapes. I like to do my solo stuff. I got Star K83, Price one up. I have a track for Randy Orton I'm working on. So I am always, I'm always working, bro. I just stay busy. And man, I'm just blessed to be here 10 years later, bro.
0: Uh, man, I love the success that you got, you know, in the wrestling world, outside of the wrestling world, man. This is honestly, you you put a smile on my face with so many things you said throughout this interview. So I love this uh chat that we we're able to do. So this won't be the last time that we we speak to each other. I want to definitely speak to you some more, and I'm definitely down to be on Tz's table. You're doing great work over there, Swerve City Podcast, T- Tz's table. Everything you're doing is great. So definitely, I want to let the people know to follow this, man. Let the people know where they can follow you on social media and where they can uh, listen to Prices Went Up that is dropping this week.
1: Yes, you guys. Uh, follow me at TZ Jones on all social media platforms. I have many different gimmicks. A lot of people wonder where the Lord Raiden thing comes from and the, you know, the the theme song King, the, the Titan. I have many different names. I'm now going by Slick Finley. So, Slick Finley is now my nickname. It's now another one of my nicknames. So, you know, fit Finley, got Slick Finley. I'm Slick Finley. And, you know, we're, we're working, man. I'm continuing to work, man. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, youtube.com backslash Swear City Podcast. On Twitter, at Square City Pod. You follow me at TZ Jones on everything. The Instagram, TZ Jones. The podcast is Swear City Podcast Official. Follow us on Instagram. You can uh, listen to Price One Up on all the distribution platforms. Shout out to the whole podcast team, Siren our director, all the X ex- visuals with the with the editing, Mike Simmons, who was who was always a part of the podcast team. He recently got a job at AEW and relocated to Tennessee, so he got a he got the job strictly from the podcast. So we're happy that we were able to give that platform, and now he's got a job to feed his family, and we that's what we do here, we build. Other kings, and we 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 take care of our people, and also too. Last but not least, I want to shout out Lisa Ann too. Shout out Lisa. <laughs> shout out Lisa Ann, man. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Yes, thank you, Lisa Ann. If you're watching this, thank you for all the years of content. <laughs> but thank you so much, Montez. This has been, like I said, a, a chat that put a smile on my face, getting me some positive vibes for the rest of the day. So go out of your way follow this man check out the new track prices went up uh it's it's going to be a banger so you know you got to listen to it after you hear this hear this interview here and in the description down below you got all his social media platforms as well as the swerve city podcast so check out everything that this man is doing so this has been true heels btr between the ropes between the reps with montese it is me it is me your true hill phenom sp3 signing off until next time